to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm josh here with mella Lacey, and rashawn before we get going spotify apple good pods if you're listening to this and you haven't rated and reviewed it i don't i don't think you're a good person Ooh. oh gosh oh i didn't think we were going there i thought we were getting the your mom's a hoe me too i was just like here's the thing i have to escalate and i'm 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 backed into a corner. You might want to be nice this episode. <laughs> Starting off. <laughs> hey, you ever think maybe my hackles are already up? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean you're not a bad person. You're not a good person. I didn't mean that. I just mean you really let me down. You've really disappointed oh, me. Oh, damn. Get, didn't review it. The dad disappointed? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'm the dad of the podcast now? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. This is weird. <laughs> Don't be weird in front of our guests, Mella. Oh, my bad. As you can already tell if you've read the title, we have a special guest today from Soundtrack Your Life. We are joined by Ryan. What is going on, Ryan? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell us about yourself, Ryan. Tell us about your podcast. Let the people know what it's all about and where they can find it. I host Soundtrack Your Life, which is a podcast about soundtracks, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. Uh, I host it with my friends Nicole and Brandis, who are both advertising copywriters, so they like to talk about licensing a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have guests on at least once a month, and we talk about why soundtracks are important to us or why they shouldn't be important to us, but they somehow are. Perfect. Love that. And you can find us everywhere you find your podcasts. Right and review them as well. Get you. Yes, and I'm also on Podchaser. Are we, Rashawn? Yes. Oh my God! Don't yell at the producer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Josh is already just mad. Yeah, for of no reason. He's ready for today. Ryan, what is the movie that made you a cinephile? Uh, probably the Hudsucker Proxy. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, it's a Coen Brothers film from, I believe, 1993. Um, so it was like kind of the first art house sort of film. It stars Tim Robbins, Jennifer Jason Lee. It's a movie about inventing the hula hoop, but it's kind of this wacky kind of screwball sort of comedy. Um, so that kind of introduced me to, you know, films outside of like the top 10 box office films. I have I have older siblings, so one of them brought it home, and I was like, "Oh, this is like super funny." Well, that's a deep cut. All right. I know. Now I want to go find it. Okay, for one million dollars, what movie could you quote from start to finish? So we're gonna kind of go on a theme here, and I'm gonna go with "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou" Ooh. by the Coen Brothers. Let's go. Yeah. Fucking masterpiece, dude. That's a tricky movie to quote start to finish, though. Yeah, some of those George Clooney <laughs> yeah. monologues are probably a little difficult, but it's an extremely quotable movie. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. You've listened to the show. You're on the show now. So it's time to pick a bone. Is there any opinion or hot take from a previous episode that you were just like, fuck no. I can't wait to get on the mic so I can tell Josh he's wrong. Chill the fuck out. I'm hoping it's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought long and hard about this. So what is great about your show is that I feel like I've agreed and disagreed with everyone. So there's not like someone where I feel like I'm always in their corner. I feel like, you know, you all have different opinions. Sometimes I totally agree with you. Sometimes I don't. I was going to initially go with Lacey not liking the farts and Nutty Professor, but still enjoying that movie because I feel like that's very difficult. But I'm going to I want to bring up I want to bring up uh, something I brought up on Twitter and I want to pick a bone with Josh and Porkins. What? Is- <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's just, whatever. Let's hear it. What's wrong with Porkins? Um, nothing is wrong with Porkins, but if you're talking to people who know very little about the Star Wars universe, Porkins is not important to them. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like Porkins is the line between like the diehards and everybody else. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, if I'm at a party and someone's like, hey, do you like Star Wars? I'd be like, yeah, I like Star Wars. I've seen all the movies. And they're like, oh, Porkins. I'd be like, oh, man, why did I say I like Star Wars? I'm going to get in one of these conversations now. You're about to get in one of these conversations right now. <laughs> He's calling Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, don't answer. <laughs> Josh, it's church time. Oh, he's with the Lord. You're so he you're, doesn't care! <laughs> you're so lucky. You're so lucky he's at a Would you like me to keep this in? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Taylor, I just want you to know you let me down. Aw. Damn. <laughs> he is talking to the Lord. When I needed you most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let me bring up another Coen Brothers thing. Ooh. Ooh. So when I when I um talk to Star Wars fans that like only watch like action movies. I showed them the clip from Inside Lewin Davis where Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver are singing that Hey Mr. President song with Justin Timberlake in the studio, and it like blows their minds. Like they can't process what's going on. That's such a good movie. I didn't think I was gonna get super Cohen brothers because we're about to get very non Cohen brothers. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it in before before the day starts. I have good taste, guys. that was a great bone i'm sorry that didn't work out for you josh um he's not shocked i'm not anti-porkins but well you could have led with that (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into it um what else are we fighting about today (laughs) josh lacy today we're going straight to mm. the Wild Wild West. Ha, ha. We watched Wild Not Wild West. We need more speed. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon, Gordon. Yes, I know. Uh, that means the ground is going to end. Yes, I know. Gordon, 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 Gordon. Before there was a secret service, there was West. Jim West. Uh, West. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, no 
Wild Wild West is a 1999 action comedy starring Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, and Salma Hayek. It is about two U.S. federal agents in a wild, wild west that are tasked by the Professor Ulysses S. Grant to track down and stop a madman that has been kidnapping scientists for his own nefarious purposes in an attempt to overthrow the U.S. government. Did you say professor? Did I say professor? I meant doctor. Sorry. Thank you. Whatever. He's probably got a doctor. He's probably been a professor. Whatever. Already uh, wrong. I don't write it down like you nerds. Sorry. But you do write down Porkins. Uh, <laughs> here we go, right? Never stop bringing it up. Porkins is written down right here. Listeners, I'm pointing at my heart. Lacey, how does it feel to share real estate with Porkins? Oh, my God. Move out, Lacey. Come on. Move Come over. On. Okay. <laughs> that says way more about you than it does about me, Josh. <laughs> you said yes. Y'all, look. If you clicked on this episode, if you're listening to the animosity already in the room, you are probably aware of Wild Wild West if you haven't already watched it. I'm just going to get this out of the way. I know its reputation. I know what people think of it. And I don't give a single dim a damn. All right? I fucking love this movie. This was, as I like to pull it, as I like to call it, my sick movie for a long time. If I was ever homesick, uh, this would be the thing that I get. It's on. And you can be like, well, what is the nostalgia? No, I watched it yesterday. I still fucking love it. It's cheesy as shit. It's funny i don't care i laughed out loud lacy laughed out loud it's exciting and it's just kind of fucking weird um so without further ado let's just jump into it Emela, what's going yeah. on i know yeah. go first hey um so i watched this movie i think probably when i was around eight nine ten when it came out um and I didn't really remember a whole lot of it. And from my memory, I was like, I think I liked it. I think I laughed. Um, and I'm pretty positive me and you laughed at the same parts. Like, I could risk my life on that thought. The drumming on the titties. The ass being poked out of Salma Hayek's back of her um, pajamas. Yeah, little booty cheeks. Um <laughs> But I don't get why this was made. I don't. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I, after the movie, I, w- I asked Rashawn, I was like, what? What? Like, I was it just was so It was a TV confused. show. Yeah, I, I saw that it was a, a TV show. and But it was like everything on IMDb was like, at least for the first one through six like little trivia comments it was like regret will smith regret uh regret and i'm like yeah yeah and they really really tried to make it work like they have um they have salma they have will obviously they have kevin klein and you're thinking yeah, this should work. It's 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 the Wild West, and we got some comedy. The ingredients going. are there. The ingredients are there, baby. But the banana bread is flat, tasty. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, 
I also think if it was like cut down, I know it's only a, an hour and 45 minutes, but I feel cut like. Cut down. Yeah, no, because there's just so much that I'm like, all right, we're on a train again. Let's move it along. Um, yeah, this movie is hella mid for me. Super mid. Super mid. And. Not the mid. Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of sad about it because I really like Will Smith. And I know. And you just want it to work for don't, him. You feel like it should don't, work. Don't. But in your game oh, last week, uh, shut up. Uh, yeah, Ryan, you're getting a little uh, sneak preview into last week's game. You don't love Will Smith that I can much. love Will Ferrell Josh. more than Will Smith and still love Will Smith. You got rid of his entire filmography. Well, so. this one had to go. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, let's go to Ryan. You 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 greeted us with saying you had thoughts about this movie, which makes me nervous <laughs> as hell. Yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts about this movie. I don't think it's as bad as its reputation says it is. Like this was nominated for eight Razzies, I believe. Not that we should really count the Razzies as any sort of. We shouldn't judge things by the amount of Razzies it's nominated for, but you know, it was it bombed at the box office when it came out and everyone kind of said it was trash. Because the people involved with in it are so talented, like Will Smith and Kevin Klein and director Barry Sonnenfeld, it's watchable. It's breezy. The humor is like really weird to me. Like there are funny parts, but it also feels like they got like a 16-year-old like high school kid to like punch up the jokes. Hell yeah, they did. That 16-year-old was me at 8. Um <laughs> they did they did have reshoots specifically for punching it up. So that's probably why it feels like weird and out of place is that they were out of place. <laughs> yeah, also some of the writers are from are best known for like movies in like the 80s and I feel like it kind of has like that 80s kind of like revenge of the nerd sort of humor where it's like oh yeah like we're gonna make a bunch of cross-dressing jokes yeah mm -hmm. this was this was like a, a final call for 90s humor uh, when it came and even 80s yeah full agree but I will never judge an old movie based on its jokes unless the jokes uh, are just objectively unfunny like in not another teen movie Nope, we're talking about Wild Wild West today. <laughs> um, ultimately, Ryan, what is it? thumbs up, middle, or down? Mid. Yeah, it's gonna be a mid for me. You know what? I knew it, Ryan. Anything that's not a down is a victory. You know what I mean? D's get degrees. It, uh, is it? D's get degrees. Let's go. Not to... in an Asian American household. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lacey, this was your first time ever seeing this movie. Ever. What was that like? Seeing it as a year-old woman. Um, okay, Josh. The opening scene happened, and my jaw was on the floor. Because I could not believe you were bringing this movie to the pod. The, like, prologue, not the... James West in the water tower, the like no, the like scientists getting the, the guy being chased through the cornfield mm -hmm. with a spider saw. Right. Well, it's a saw with a spider on it. It's not a spider saw. A spider saw would be like a saw with eight legs. A 
spider saw. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear. It's it's just a regular saw with a spider decal on it. It's a, I think the people listening to this episode know exactly what she's talking about. Exactly. I think Lacey so wants I, to be clear that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. So the opening sequence happened, and I was like, this is not going to go well for Josh. And then the prologue was over. We got a five-minute-long uh, pre-film credit scene. Yeah, opening with, credits is bananas long. It's very long. And then Will Smith is on the screen, and I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. Um, and this movie got a solid thumbs up from me for two-thirds of it. Shit. And then it just it just slowly started turning. What what was the what was the turning point? The giant spider. So, so spider saw is a problem. Giant giant spider. Do you just have arachnophobia? Well, a little. I like I spiders. Like I want to put. I don't want to kill them. I'll put them outside. But. Aww. We'll talk about that in detail later. So <laughs> it, you're another not the spider thing. You're. You, <laughs> What, how it turned for you so it's a solid mid it, or further i'd say it's like three quarters of the way like i mostly really enjoyed this movie c's get degrees baby <laughs> um all right we're sean that's josh wayne's jest <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you think so Carmela will attest again. This is a movie that I started quoting, um, like two minutes in. Dude, unreal. And she was just like, "I don't know why I'm surprised." And I was like, "I don't know either," because <laughs> I've seen this movie too many times. Um, I will agree with Ryan that I don't think it's as bad as its reputation, Razzies, what have you, whatever. Um, having said that, it is fucking bad. <laughs> Fucking bad or just bad? Fucking bad. It's awful, Josh. Awful is crazy. No. And Josh, my friend, you said you were laughing out loud. And I got some questions about what parts Uh you were laughing out loud. Oh, goodness. Because some of these jokes, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Will Smith air kissing while he's looking out of the peephole. Hilarious. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) It went on a little too long. Don't care. No. The longer a joke goes, the funnier it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no josh um some of the back and forth with loveless and james is just like what the fuck <laughs> if one more person calls oh will smith because first of all he's not dark he's brown whatever i'm not getting into colorism right now but <laughs> this movie sucks it is basically men in black <laughs> redone same dynamic same almost same plot like it just it's all the same thing and it's just not good but we did get one great thing out of it and that is the title song undeniable so So it ultimately i'll take it um no the thumb is down it is garbage (laughs) and we'll talk about why you know when i when we decided we were gonna do this movie who's we we as in you as in us. Yeah, thank you. As in the podcast when we were forced to watch this movie. I thought, you know what? Maybe we're going to watch it and it's going to be like 
kind of like, okay, a cult classic where you sit down years later and you watch it again and you're like, it's bad, but it's good. Like, is this camp or is it not camp? I don't know. I was expecting that feel where I'm like, this is actually kind of funny. This is actually kind of good. But then that never happened. It, sometimes it happens. Sometimes, but not with this one. I will say, as a first viewing, I had zero expectations. I had no idea what this movie was about. I had no idea what it was going to look like. I Zero. Nothing. And coming at it from that angle, it felt <laughs> it felt satirical. It felt campy. It felt like it was intentionally weird. And I think that's why I was on board for so much of it and why I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. I don't know if that was the actual intention. So that's fair. I don't I don't think it was. And I'm going to I'm going to be vulnerable here and I expect some uh, props for this. Because there were moments where Lacey, Lacey laughed at it and I was like, "Why are you laughing at it?" Like I got defensive because there were moments <laughs> that were not supposed to be campy or weird and I think she thought they were intentionally campy or weird, like some of the action scenes and stuff. And she laughed at it, and I was like, that's not supposed to be funny. And so I got defensive about it, and then I realized that maybe she's gathering a different tone from this movie than I was, so I, I kept my mouth shut. Right. That's totally fair. Yeah, I if, if you're looking at this as an eclectic comedy, I think you can get on the ride and have a good time. Right. But if you're going into this looking for a western, no. maybe what 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 doesn't make this a western? Hold on, now now you uh, ruffled my spurs, Miss Lady. Robot. What's wrong with Will Smith? He is not in a western. And the spider. The spider. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. We're not on. We're not in Act Three. Hold on. <laughs> Will Smith does not make this a western, which is Rashawn. I think has a different opinion, so I'll just say this. I do. I I think it's intentional that Will Smith is not making it a Western. I think it's completely, it's not Jim West. It's Will Smith in a Western. I'm doing air quotes. He's Will Smith in a cowboy suit. Right. And, and he looks good in it. Good. Ooh, baby. He looks good. Mm, he a little vest moment. Um, but I think that's like the point. I think we saw him do it in Men in Black. And it worked, and we're like, fuck it. What would happen if we put Will Smith in the West? And that was, like, the room. And they're like, we love it. We don't care what else happens. Let's put him in there. And for me, that works. For me, though, that works. Okay, okay. But, Thank you. But I thought it didn't work. I was about being, to lose it. That being said, that's what makes it not a Western for me. Rashawn, I know you have a point to this. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I, I think with this and one other movie there's a reason why will smith does not do period pieces is because he's so contemporary and mm -hmm. it just doesn't it just doesn't work but i think he's aware of that and that's the reason why movie? the legend of bagger vance bagger vance yeah don't bring that movie <laughs> <laughs> and it just doesn't it just this movie's not grounded or realistic, so it's fine, but he's just Will Smith in it. And that's totally great because he's one of the best movie stars ever. But it, it 
just everyone else in the movie is very firmly planted in post-Civil War South. And he is not. I don't think so, though. I think this movie, the way this movie opens, it tells you that, like, yeah, it's technically it's technically post-Civil War South, but not really. Like, with that, with that prologue, with the fucking spider saw... This movie immediately tells you this in in uh, Ted Levine's ear, like this movie immediately tells you like this is fucking weird and it's like a, a revisionist history and st- strap in, and I that's I don't know I think this movie in terms of the tone because I I'll, I will agree Rashawn that what what downgrades this movie from being something that could possibly be someday be like a cult classic like Melisette or you know some sort of comedy gem is the the dialogue specifically the attempts at humor and it, it, it turns it into something that could have longevity to the shelf life of the 90s and the jokes do not translate they didn't probably didn't translate then and don't translate now <laughs> Ryan, definitely not now. ryan's shaking his head and i'm like Meh. some of these jokes are bad not great they're bad they're bad and i'm sticking to my you know, I've said it since episode one. They're bad, and I'm not going to defend them, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try to look past them. But you laughed out loud, though. What? <laughs> but you laughed out loud. Yeah. I, pretty much anything Will Smith did. <laughs> Ryan, what's up? I think it might have worked if they made it more of a stoner comedy. Interesting take. Mm-hmm. Please elaborate. Because if you're just going to make a bunch of, like, dick jokes and ass jokes and cross-dressing jokes you might as well make it like i don't know really lean into it like they kind don't they land in like a pool of shit at some point i think it's it's like it's like muck yeah the the ravine is not shit it's like muck but it's very much it's shit coded you might as well interpret it as that yeah so i think if they just kind of like if they had like some sort of like a hallucinogenic dream sequence at some point like i think the movie would have then you buy like the the silliness of it Rashawn, you seem to disagree <laughs> no i agree with what he's saying i just hate hallucinogenic, <laughs> hallucinogenic dreams. I, i'm not saying i'm a fan but uh you know they should have just kind of leaned into how absurd this really concept pedal is. to the metal kind of thing i kind of agree I mean, with that again I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it too long because I think we're all in agreement here. But the thing, the thing with movies like this, and the thing that immediately deages a movie, or, or um, excuse me, the thing that immediately ages a movie and prevents it from being a classic is if the jokes punch down, and any joke, I mean, even Will Smith has jokes where he's punching down against Loveless, and I think that's the comedy they came in to punch up to, to well, the word is punching up the script. All of the jokes punch down, mm-hmm. whether it's race ethnicity gender whatever so that's what i think prevents it from really landing in any sort of cult status or or loved and why it's got such a bad rap yeah um but i know everyone's dying to talk about the giant spider so let's talk about the giant spider lacy what this movie is so cool like aesthetically even though I don't think it really knows <laughs> what it is, I, I was not expecting it to be so steampunky. And as soon as it, I jumped on board and realized that's where we were going, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's see what they come up with. Um, and 
<laughs> I mean, you guys saw the picture. Ryan, you did not. Josh was ready for when Kenneth Branagh, Dr. Loveless, uh, made his first appearance. And my utter shock at his appearance. <laughs> but I felt like it fit the world that the Wild Wild West had created. So I was on board. And I will also say that for the most part, the digital enhancements to the movie, especially for 1999, were done very well. And they were not distracting. The green screens that they used were not very good. Abysmal. (laughs) Yeah. But the actual CGI (laughs) artwork that was done was pretty good. Until that damn spider. What are you talking about? First, yes, doing what they did with Kenneth Branagh and, and, and his legs and the wheelchair for 99 and how free-flowing he could be on the whole set. and like It's impressive for the time. Mm-hmm. It looked fine. What do you mean? It, it looked fine, but that it got to a level of suspension of disbelief that I just couldn't get to. That so, that spider just literally three steps, stomp, 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 everyone's dead, M- movie over. Is it like an uncanny valley thing where it's like a, where it's a like little bit? It, the CGI, especially for this movie in this time frame, is good enough that like it's good enough that it's almost realistic, but it's not good enough to kind of cross that threshold. So it's just kind of in the weird in between. I kind of want to compare it to another movie. Uh, yeah. Why not? Okay. We've been comparing this movie to Men in Black for two hours, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, okay, we've been in here for 20 minutes, and this is the exact same movie. Don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) You know how in Beetlejuice, one of my favorite flicks. Interesting. I didn't expect you to go here. Okay. We open the door, and this is when they realize that they're dead, that they're ghosts, because they see the sandworm. It's in this weird dreamlike state. That even we as viewers, obviously I didn't watch this when it first came out because I was a fucking child. But even later, when you watch it again, it is a totally different tone from the movie that we're watching. But it works because the the people that are seeing it know that it's not reality. But I feel like in Wild Wild West, the spider is supposed to be in the same reality as everybody that's seeing it and I feel like there's such a different I get what Lacey's seeing like it doesn't quite work because we're looking at it and that's where I get the uncanny valley where it's like I know it's CGI and I feel like even if I was on if I'm putting myself in this world it doesn't it's hard to suspend my disbelief I think another problem that I have with it is that we're led up until this point to believe that Artemis Gordon is like this Sherlock Holmesy, Basil Baker Street inventor and genius, and okay, this this Sherlock Holmes thing because I was dancing over here. Carmela just <laughs> danced that you said Sherlock Holmes. I was happy. I don't see mm-hmm. it. It's enough for me. <laughs> I, isn't it Sherlock Holmesy or no? Because I got Sherlock Holmes. No. Lacey did too. Yes. No, it's not. No. no. Yes, it, it is. is. Ryan, she said break. that last night. She said that last night. And I said, okay, so what did Sherlock Holmes invent? 
And she just laughed for 10 minutes. And she was like, no, he's like inventing all over the place. And I was like, okay, give me one of his inventions. Right. Because we watched the movie. We need you to tie break. (laughs) Is is already Sherlock Holmes-esque? Because he's an older white man. (laughs) (laughs) Purely that. And he's in a vest. Lacey, yeah, I he's see in what a you vest see. and he's kind he's kind of uh intellectually charming, but I, I would say probably not. Damn it. Thank you. Because even even when Artemis is uh dressed up as Grant, James is the one that has the super observant skills and he's like, You have the wrong ring on. So I don't even like he can't even get the small details right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the vibes. I'm just going off of vibes. I want to talk so bad. It's fucking. It's a feeling. Yeah. It's a feeling. And I get the same feeling. Thank you. Because probably he is an older white man. (laughs) White guy in a (laughs) vest. But my point was that we're led to believe that he is like very, very intelligent and he's like the top caliber of, you know, secret intelligence and then like they're just barely making an airplane and there's this huge technological mechanical robotic spider walking around yes but loveless has captured the nation's top scientists for like months and months and months and they're all working together to make this mechanical spider and he whipped up the first fucking airplane in like 20 minutes so like he is an inventive genius, but the way I take it is is he is he is very good at one thing. He's one of the best at one thing, but he's sort of bumbling everywhere else, and that's where we see him. He's not like Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is kind of infallible in that way, where like he can use his wit to solve any problem. Artie can invent really well. He makes a lot of good gadgets, and and that's it. That's why he needs James. Sherlock can just do everything on his own. Okay, but he could make a lot of really cool gadgets and a lot of really cool things. That train, period, has all of these, like, drops and flips and switches and spinnies. That's the level of intellect and intelligence and inventiveness that we're dealing with. That I can get on board with. You can't beat a 80-foot... 80 story high mechanical metal spider in the West with nothing but your, well, you your fists. Well, they didn't beat it. They they beat the driver and now they have it. That's the thing. They didn't beat the spider. They they beat Loveless and now they they own the spider. I didn't like it. I don't like that. Just put him well, on a train. Put him in a saloon. Put him somewhere in the West. Who? Loveless? Yes. Then why is he capturing all these scientists? I think the problem is that it's just this monstrous thing. Like, where do you get the resources to build this thing? Like, you've got the scientists yes! for sure, but, like, that's, like, ten railroads worth of metal in that spider. Yeah, that's why he's in Utah in his little secret mining city. That's what he's been doing all this time is mining uh, metals. And that's why he's hired – or hired. Ooh. That's why he stole the nation's top metallurgist to, to work on this metal to make it as efficient as possible. Why couldn't he just build a train with guns? Period. Period. That's the <laughs> he movie already we're did. already in. He already did. What, so you want Unstoppable in the West? More than a spider, yeah. Mm, might be better. 
I mean, he the 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 yeah the he does have a train with guns with the rotating top. Yeah. So they this kind of the movie have that. the movie leads you up to the spider. You start you start with the chains, the, the fucking saw. You get onto the tank. Then you see the tank and how it can operate on the tracks and like build armor and it like raises up when it's doing the Looney Tunes hiding on the other end of the tunnel and it lowers back down. It builds you up. The technology exponentially gets more and more advanced as the movie goes. It's building you up to the spider. I would rather be in that world already. Don't build me up to it. Sub- submerge me into that steampunk technological world because that build up kind of it just doesn't work for me. It's. I mean, you don't think the opening scene does that? For a saw chasing someone through the woods to a a giant mechanical spider, no. You wrong. I mean, yeah, that's pretty outlandish. For I'm not talking about outlandish. While. I'm talking about the 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 difference. I don't know conceptually between the two mechanics. Like, there's nothing else in the world like that spider. The tank is kind of like that. But I think like that's, that. that's kind of the point. Right. Is that's... that he, this is something that he only could do with the people that he can. I mean, this is dumb as shit. I don't. <laughs> no, no, keep defending I just keep bought defending. it. No, I just bought it because I don't, I mean, everything else in the movie is stupid. I thought it, but it was kind of a shrug. Like, I guess this is yeah. what we're getting up to. It was a like, clearance oh, rack. Okay. Yeah, fine. Sure. I didn't like it. I was also, like, nine when I first saw it, and so I just thought it was the coolest thing yeah. in the world. I was wrong, but Wait, I definitely you got a, You got an advanced screening of this? Are you trying to say I'm old? <laughs> All right, let's talk about the racist jokes since Josh wants to attack me. <laughs> I knew it. They suck. They're bad. I don't like. You. Not... It's like so much. Yeah, I. I had no look. Unbelievable. Almost. I hadn't seen this movie since probably high school. If you think I've watched this movie since two thousand and eight, you're out of your fucking mind. But did you remember those jokes? No, because like. Yeah, in my head, like that, where I'm like, in my head, the the racist jokes were at at the ball, and like that's it, because they were in the south, they were at a southern ball, and they had the moment, they had the moment when he was about to get hanged, and then that was it. That it, when I remembered it, it was that. Yeah, and it's far more than that. Yeah, it's it's through the whole movie yeah. that it's, um almost unbelievable yeah. that it was like <laughs> in the theater For 99, at, at 1999 was by no means progressive but it was also right 1999 and i think that goes back to like kind of what ryan was saying is in the 80s i think we saw a lot more of this or we just kind of like they kind of shrugged it off easier and 99 yeah like it's not again weren't nowhere near progressive but you would think a movie like this or this with this dialogue it wouldn't be able to pass because like what sean said every time they address will smith they're like that docky what what are you talking about oh my god yeah it's just 
it, it would be so easy to just not write those jokes you know yeah right mm-hmm. you don't yeah and like to have a whole sequence where will is about to be lynched and the fact that will like agreed to do this and then eventually mm-hmm. turns down Django. it's just so i don't know it's so crazy to me maybe yeah uh, maybe maybe i don't know no, he didn't want to do Django because he wasn't the star, apparently. But I digress. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's indefensible. It it feels like the writers. I'm not going to try and get in their head either because I'm sure it's a cesspool. But it feels like they were like, we got to remind people this is the Civil War South. We got to keep reminding them. And it's like we know. Yeah, it didn't add to the story at all. It didn't like. It could have been set anywhere could have been set in any time period you're you're putting us in that place with the steampunkiness of it it was it was like it's like you said Rishan just take those things out it would have been so much easier to just not write those jokes Mm. and Mm. it would have been a better movie we get what time it is one because you show us that it's 1863 I think at the beginning, they give us a timestamp. And I don't know. The title is called <laughs> Wild Wild West. Like, we, we fucking know. Like, we get it. So I'm just like, yeah. Also, I mean, I personally loved Kenneth Branagh. I actually didn't know it was him Me, for, if, like, a really long time. No, if Josh hadn't been like, do you know who that is? I would have yeah. had no idea. <laughs> Rashawn, too. What? Rashawn, too. I would have said Tim Curry. Right. <laughs> Well, the cool thing is they probably saved yes. a shitload on Crafty for that movie because Kenneth Branagh ate up every piece of scenery he was in in that fucking movie. <laughs> Shoot it, swallowed it, spit. Did it all, baby. That is the only... Oof, I'm going to get dragged. That's the only performance I like in the movie, which sucks because half the things coming out of his mouth are R-U-F-F yeah. rough, but he's in the right movie like yeah chew everything in sight yep and leave no crumbs and that's yeah. <laughs> what you kind of gotta do it's... and i'm i'm on board for it he he maybe reveled in that last boy a little too much but mm. it seems like he likes saying a little <laughs> i mean go for it i mean you gotta go for it if he half-assed it it wouldn't be half as entertaining yeah as, that's yeah. what it is even Kevin Klein, you think he's in a different movie? They just don't have good chemistry. It's such a weird dynamic that they have. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not saying anyone I is think... bad. The, just Will and Kevin. It's just so. I think Selma's kind of bad. Like, they don't really give Selma anything to do. No, she has right. nothing yeah. to do. They they screwed. Like she, they gave her a losing hand. From I mean, the this movie, this movie just doesn't like women. One hundred percent. I thought for sure I was very excited when they're about to be captured, taken over by Loveless on the train, the train chase sequence. And Rita is freaking out and she grabs the the pool ball and presses the button. I was like, ooh, she's bad, huh? She's sabotaging. She's like she's like a mole. She's she's on the bad side and i was like oh yeah. let's see this twist i like this and then they didn't do it 
And then yeah, I was just so perplexed by her character because In, yeah. it was very clear that she was romantically interested in kevin klein and then she's making out with will and then oh yeah it's not my father it's my husband like it just felt like they did not know what to do with her character in terms of character writing she got the shaft big time and especially that moment with with the sleeping cue ball because like if you take out other stuff you can you can especially that it's the it's her husband and not her father you could say that she was playing them the whole time you know she was trying to she was trying to seduce both of them to make sure they kept her on the train to get to her husband whatever whatever and like she stands up to loveless she kind of talks shit she's kind of scheming sometimes but then also she just she panics in this moment and it's i don't know it it felt so out of character mm-hmm. especially knowing what she does and and her deceits it it just felt wrong i don't know that she would like yeah grab grab Artie and and trap them in this closet and, and turn on the sleeping gas I, I i just wish all of her character like her being a whore in the whorehouse like i wish it was all fake like i wish it was mm-hmm. all a disguise that when we finally kind of what Lacey is saying like when we get to that pool ball moment you're like oh damn like she knows how to do all this she's just playing into like I'm just a damsel in distress type of thing. And then she's actually mm-hmm. a fucking badass. Because from even just the the poster of a movie, she's in the middle. Yeah. And then it's Will Smith and Kevin Klein, And you're like, oh, she's about to get on this train and wreck shit. <laughs> and then she kind of is just a nuisance. Like she is just there kind of like one more thing they have to deal with. And it just makes it seem like what Ryan said, like they, they don't like women in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the only time we see them, they're just the whores in the whorehouse. And then they give Salma nothing. And the lines are trash. It's so bad. Look, I'm aware about this movie. <laughs> Do I have a nostalgic <laughs> attachment for it? Yes. Nah, you yeah. say you didn't care, bro. You say you didn't care. I don't care. I don't care. I still enjoy myself yesterday watching it. <laughs> Is it because I got good feelings? It's like it reminds me of drinking ginger ale and eating saltines, maybe. But the thing is, this 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 is three different movies in one. Kind of like we were saying, it's there's Kenneth Branagh's movie, there's Kevin Klein's movie, and there's Will Smith's movie. I think they're all represented by the three main characters, and I think they're all in three different movies. And watching it in my youth. That didn't bother me. Maybe I had ADD. Maybe I still have it. And it's exciting. Three movies in one. <laughs> I think there are really fun moments like the when Will is in Loveless's office and he catches all the paintings that were surprised as soldiers. That was one of my favorite parts. I that eat was that so shit cool. up. And he catches the reflection in her eye of the guy turning with the rifle. Mm-hmm. That shit's cool as hell. That's the movie. That's... That's the movie that's in my head when I think of this movie <laughs> featuring Kenneth Branagh's uh, villain. But I understand if maybe that's not the movie that you see. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I also want to say Will Smith is very handsome. Yep. We know this. We see this right off the bat. Will Smith is also very pretty. As a woman? Young Will Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Will Smith is very pretty. (laughs) 
Also, what the fuck? <laughs> that... I mean, what the yeah. fuck? But he looked very good doing it. His, yeah. <laughs> Eye makeup was on point. Mm-hmm. It lasts. Yeah, he did that by himself, too. James did that by yeah. himself. Quick. Not Will. James. Uh, like, I I kind of get where they're trying to go. That shows that Loveless is, that's his weakness, and he's he's women obsessed. He talks about how he made himself a mechanical dick. Like, all that shit. But, like, as looking at it critically, the execution is weird, and that scene lasts far too long. If you're going to even so do that scene, long. it lasts way too long. I think it's also, it's less about Loveless, and it's more about him finally understanding um, Gordon. Because mm-hmm. that's that's how right. he first meets him as just a, under right. in disguise as a woman, right? And so he kind of tries it, tries it his way to get back onto the spider. Later on, on as well, they get on the spider. They all run away, and yeah, yeah. Uh, later on, Gordon also solves the problem with a gun, which he never did. He takes the belt buckle and shoots Lovelace's hydraulic fluid tank and his little mini spider. After all that, you miss. It's like that's such a good line dude he's so good in this I, I wasn't trying to address it but given their proximity of release dates and and the plot and the cast the comparisons between this and men in black are unavoidable mm-hmm. and i think that's his movies that was its ultimate downfall because it probably started that way and probably they probably thought of it that way. They probably were thinking of it that way in production, and were probably thinking of it that way in post. And I think the key difference is in in like we briefly mentioned earlier is in uh, chemistry. I think Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith have unbelievable chemistry in the Men in Black movies, and it just doesn't click in this one. And I think that's like you can't recover among other things you can't recover from that in this movie unfortunately well i think there's no straight man in this movie in men in Mm -hmm. black k is the straight man so will can be you know the hot shot right you know new guy who you know there's that scene where he is filling out the application and he pulls the table and it makes all that noise and a masterpiece right like there's nothing like that in this movie and like mm. since neither of them are the straight man, it's just kind of like this awkward buddy cop pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good point because it's kind of like fine. I'll talk bad about Wild Wild West. It's like Wild Wild West doesn't isn't isn't secure in what it is, so it's crammed with all these shitty racist jokes. It's crammed with all these sexist moments, while something like Men in Black can take the time and like do the world building with with jay before he gets to the academy and has this like four minute sequence of him just filling out a paper that's like slow it's confident like the movie knows what it is it knows it's funny (laughs) and i don't think wild wild west has that i think it's wild wild west is just rushed and chaos and it's like trying to keep you distracted from itself well this was also i think the men in black comparisons were kind of a last ditch effort because there was versions of this movie with mel gibson and richard donner um tom cruise at one point was supposed to be jim west and then right before will i think with george clooney so there was just so many versions of this movie that by the time barry sonnenfeld got it and wanted to reunite with will it was just like well what we did last time was a huge success and it's a perfect movie 
let's try it again and it just doesn't that quirky tone that men in black has they try that sometimes yeah um but it just doesn't it doesn't mesh with everything else i was gonna say it's like a really good idea on paper where you're just like let's just do it again in the west and we're like yeah let's just see it but I mean, to everyone's point, it's it literally is down to the chemistry where it's like, fuck it, just get Tommy Lee Jones again. We'll watch them do it again <laughs> in cowboy hats. I was just going to say the fact that Will Smith turned down Neo in The Matrix <laughs> to do this movie is like, sorry, sorry, honey. Dude. There's there's a pretty funny video because that's been that's been like Hollywood lore and mythos for years now and will smith when he like finally got on social media and was popping off in like 2019 he released a a like a, a short like four minute video on why he turned down the matrix and it's got i just mm-hmm. checked it before we started recording it's got 5.8 million views just a four minute video of him explaining why he turned it down and apparently one he loved the show growing up but mainly according to will the Wachowski siblings pitch to him was god awful. They sat him down and were like, what if you you were in a fight scene and you jumped and then you and then you were still in the air, but there we invent cameras so everyone can see 360 around you while you were in the air. Like according to Will, that was their pitch and he was like, no. And so he took he took Wild Wild corny. West instead. But to his credit, acknowledges that if he would have been the Keanu was a perfect Neo, and if he was Neo uh, Fishburne wouldn't have been Morbius, and he was the perfect Morbius. So, like, Will acknowledges that, like, Morbius. What did I say? Morbius. You said Jared Leto, baby. Morbius. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, this spring, in Sony's <laughs> Morbius. Probably would be better. Oh my! Oh, I'd be way I'll better. Watch it. <laughs> uh, that Lawrence. Yeah, would... I also think he just would not have been a good Neo. Mm-hmm. No. No. no, yeah, I cannot see it. First Matrix yeah. is like the sci-fi perfection, and the cast is in no small part. Yeah, and I mean, like, he worked with the director before, so it's just like, yeah, I mean, this seems like a safe, sure bet. Like, maybe the script isn't the best, but I'm also Will Smith, so I feel like I can make it kind of work. So mm-hmm. we're looking at this from, you know, thirty years later. That's what he says in the be- in the beginning of that video. He's like, in that time of my life, no matter where I shot from, I was mm-hmm. making a basket. Like, he equates mm-hmm. to basketball. Like, he, he couldn't miss right. in mid to late 90s. Uh, what were you saying, Ryan? Oh, I was going to say, I don't think we could buy Will Smith as, like, this office computer programmer. Like, you buy Keanu at the beginning of The Matrix, you know? Not Especially not at that time. Not a chance. Right. He just doesn't which I think is fine why he is, like I said, one of the biggest movie stars. He just doesn't take risks. He's very, I think he even said at one point he did Wild Wild West because he was chasing fame and he knew that this would be like a surefire blockbuster. Whereas, understandably, The Matrix sounded very risky and and very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Wachowski's like second movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, we usually end the main segment with any more grievances, <laughs> but I would like to ask if anyone has any more compliments about the movie. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Fine. Does anyone have any more grievances? No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I no, you got them I will all out. Say, even though their chemistry didn't work, I actually really enjoyed Kevin Klein's performance in this. I thought it was very fun. Um, it was a very relatable character as far as his bamboozliness and silliness. And I, I don't know. I didn't realize that it was Kevin Klein at first. I mean, obviously he's all dressed up, but like even as we progressed, it, it took me a second to go, oh, oh, that's Kevin Klein. Um, so I really enjoyed his performance in this. And right. even though Will was not necessarily in a Western, I would watch him do anything. He's so goddamn talented. He's so good. And I yeah. just, you know, put him in anything and it's I'm going to find things about it that I do like. Do you guys like seeing James West dong at the beginning? Duh. I turned to Josh and I went, is that his pee-pee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lacey, we were like watching this movie like at the same. Like I feel like we had the same commentary. Because I was like, I mean, that's- did we just see dick and balls? That's <laughs> Very different. Yeah. But. It was for sure dick and balls, but it was also for sure a body double. No way that's Will Smith. You think? A hundred percent. At this oh, the height okay. of his career, he's not he's not hanging dong. Yeah, he's not doing full frontal yet. <laughs> yeah. No. No, that was a body double. Hanging. But that was also dick and balls in a PG thirteen movie, so Yeah. I, I also asked like who is this movie? like is this a family movie <laughs> or is this just for adults like what it's for me baby I, I i don't know like i saw it as a kid but i am who i am today because i watched movies like this as a child <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means right who wants to play a game me i want to play a game all right everyone gird your loins Riddle me this. they don't matter if you win by an inch I'm or a mile guessing all right y'all we are gonna play a little bit of trivia because of our esteemed guest's history with soundtrack we're gonna play a little movie soundtrack trivia hey so (laughs) we should all just resign now (laughs) ryan you win (laughs) i think i'm gonna embarrass myself (laughs) <laughs> we'll be playing in teams um Rashawn randomly picked shotgun right Lacey as his teammate so we'll be let's lose this baby hey no 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 confident Lacey and Rashawn versus Mel and Ryan uh Ryan Mel what what is your team name um we're gonna go wild wild west <laughs> uh I approve. Supreme, okay, I was going to say Supreme conferring <laughs> with your partner on that one. Lacey and Rashawn? Um, Artemis Hardon. Ooh. Fantastic. These are great yeah. off the dome. Everyone's a winner today. <laughs> it's way better than what I had in my head. All right, y'all. So how this is going to go. I have some movie soundtracks here. There will be three hints per soundtrack. If you get it on the first hint, it will be three points. Second hint, two points. Final hint, one point. Um, the first hint will always be the year it was released and sometimes how long it spent on num- at number one. All of these movie soundtracks were number one on the Billboard Hot 100. 
Number two will be a miscellaneous. It might be a, a, a lesser known song from the album. It might be a fun fact. Number two hint is miscellaneous. And the final hint is the big song from that soundtrack. So you will definitely get it by the final hint of the book. Cool? Any questions? Yeah. Not yet. All right. First soundtrack. This first soundtrack spent 16 weeks at number one in 1998. Mella. The Bodyguard. As incorrect. So once, one, twice. For two points, there is only one voice track on this entire soundtrack. Titanic. There's only one. That is correct. Damn. Come on, Wild Wild Breasts. Two points for Wild Wild Breasts. Vocal track. That's what I was going to guess. I couldn't remember if Titanic came out in 1998. Every other song on Titanic was instrumental. Only my my heart will go on was the only like vocal song on the entire album. The next soundtrack spent twenty four weeks at number one in nineteen eighty four. Lazy. The Bodyguard. Incorrect. <laughs> Get off the Bodyguard. The Bodyguard's great. Hint number it better two. Better be one of the. <laughs> it's not on here. It was twenty four weeks in in nineteen eighty four. Hint number two. Another track on this album is "I Would Die for You." Sarshawn first. Purple Rain. That is correct. Hey. Artemis Hard On for two points. And of course, Purple Rain is the number one track. Uh. Or When Doves Cry. This next one spent two weeks at number one in 1997. Ryan. Romeo and Juliet? No. Good. Wow. That was almost on here. But... Oh, <laughs> damn. That was, that's, that's a good answer. That's a good one. Great. Um, that's a good soundtrack right there. For for two points, uh, aside from the title song in the soundtrack, no other song is on the movie is in the movie at all. No characters. And for one point, the title song of the soundtrack is called Men in Black. Uh, Lacey. <laughs> Men in Black. That is correct. <laughs> wow. For one point. Men in Black. This next soundtrack hit number one in two thousand and one. Right. Oh, brother, where art thou? That is what? correct. Hey. <laughs> it was also re-released in 2011 with 14 new tracks. Wow. A banger of an album. All right. That launched Wild Wild Breasts into the lead with five. Fuck yeah. Artemis Hard On has three, and there are three albums left. Yes, we got this one. We got this Artemis Hard On. Ooh, that's not the right hand motion to be doing. Yeah, you was just jerking off. <laughs> All right, the next album hit number one in 2014. So once going twice. Lacey. The Great Gatsby. Nah. Never hit number one. Great Gatsby. Is it hit number one? I don't know, but it's... There's a lot of really popular yeah, songs on popular. it. I don't know if it hit number one, but... All right, no, for two points. This is the first album in history consisting entirely of previously released songs mm-hmm. to hit number one. Oh. Ryan? Shoot, it's not guard. I don't think that's 2014. No. Lacey? Oh, Ryan? Did you want to guess? <laughs> Do it! Do it, Ryan. Just say it. It is that. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. It is. Ah. Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome oh. Mix 1. Number one song from that is Hooked on a Feeling. Wild Wild Breasts 
they can still like you just gotta Artemis hard on you gotta go for it right I'm trying <laughs> I just he's a pro man he's a pro all right <clears throat> this soundtrack spent 20 weeks at number one in 1992 Rashawn bodyguard it's the bodyguard no! I gave you all that in the beginning. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> all right. Final soundtrack. Oh my god. Wild Wild Breasts are up with seven to Artemis Hardon six. It is anybody's <gasps> game. Oh my okay. god. Oh my god. Riot. I'm sorry. Okay. This album hit the number one spot in 1962. Oh, I want to guess. Any guesses? Yes, do it. Is it West Side Story? It is West Side <gasps> Story. <gasps> West Side Story proceeded to spend 54 weeks at the Billboard number one spot. Fuck wow. yes. Fuck yes. So clutch. Great job, Melon. Wild, wild yes. Mel and Ryan take soundtrack trivia. High five. That was good. That was a good team. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fucking yeah. ran that Look, shit. I made a trivia round that everybody liked. Josh, this one was good. That was fun. This that was, was good, good, Josh. That was good. So I can bring trivia back? Stay in this lane. Relax. Stay in this lane. <laughs> see, hey, do you guys see how... I went into a movie knowing that I would be spurned, but I did not take that out and punish my co-hosts in the game. Do you understand how I did that, Lacey and Rashawn? Doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. <laughs> I get hurt on this podcast, so I gotta hurt man. Hurt people hurt people, you know what I mean? I always come prepared to be hurt. More like you always come. Wrapping things up, it seems like oh my God. we've come to the conclusion the Wild Wild West um, doesn't age well. Uh, Will Smith is is charismatic and charming as hell, uh, and not always for the benefit of a movie, but damn it, he always brings it. And uh, Kenneth Branagh can uh, sustain a 100% scenery-only diet and still deliver. <laughs> he loves his stash. Still rocking his stash. He does, dude. He... Mm. Come on, Kenny. All right. Uh, Ryan, what's next for Soundtrack Your Life? What do you guys got on the menu? What are you guys, uh, what are you guys up to lately? Uh, so for the month of April, we're doing two soundtracks that have fake bands in them. So we oh, have shit. the Wonders or the O-Neaters of That Thing You Do. And we have yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. And we're kind of dubbing a... We're dubbing April Adam Schlesinger month. He's um, from Fountains of Wayne. He passed away in April of 2020 of COVID. Wow. But he uh, wrote songs for both of those bands. So he wrote That Thing You Do, and he wrote um, Pretend to Be Nice. I think that's the song title from Josie and the Pussycats. But, uh, you know, kind of wanted to pay tribute to him by picking a couple of movies that he wrote songs for. That's awesome. That's yeah. That is lovely and a much sweeter uh, podcast than us. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of Wednesday and Files Attack. As always, please take a moment. 15 seconds. Oh, like, subscribe, rate us. Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify. What's the other one? Pod Chaser. Pod, Pod Chaser. Are you sure we're on there, Rashawn? No. 
<laughs> While you're liking and reviewing us, listen to all of our episodes as well. That'd be insane if you just like the podcast that you don't listen to. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, shoot us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Lacey, Mella, Bashan, Ryan. Hey! Yeah! Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. Go listen to Soundtrack Your Life. We'll catch you all next week. Oh, real quick, po- postscript before you play the Wild Wild West. Taylor would like to say that Porkins is a galactic treasure. Just because he doesn't have standard beauty doesn't mean he can't be a hero. This is me yelling. Uh, <laughs> Nobody said he was ugly. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This brother running this buffalo soldier look it's like i told you any damsel that's in distress be out of that dress when she meet jim west rough neck so go check the lawn the vibe watch your step reflect and get a hold of your side swallow your pride don't let your lip react you don't want to see my hand where my hip be at with artemis from the start of this running the game james west taming the west so remember the name now who you gonna call now, now who you gonna call if you ever riff with people want to bust break out before you get bum rushed at the wild, wild west when i roll into the wild, wild west when i stroll into the wild, wild west when i bounce into the wild, wild west.